fundraising from the business sector during this very unique season. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Kyla Carlson. Kyla is the director of programs for COAC Detroit, which works with a broad range of nonprofits across southeastern Michigan, including helping them understand charitable giving from the business sector. And Kyla, thanks so much for being with us on this podcast. First of all, help our audience understand what is COAC Detroit. Absolutely, and thanks so much for having me, Bill. So COAC Detroit is a resource hub for nonprofits. Uh, in normal pre-COVID times, we are a physical space in New Center, Detroit. So we have a 6,500 square foot meeting and event space that we make accessible to nonprofits to host workshops, community meetings, and really be a centralized hub where they can plug in and get connected to resources and to each other. We also offer capacity building programs, grant funding, and again, serve as a centralized connector to uh, connect nonprofits to resources and to others in, in different sectors from government to philanthropy and the business sector. That is wonderful capacity building and information sharing work that you and your colleagues provide, uh, including the gatherings. You said you serve as a hub, uh, bringing nonprofits together to hear about various topics in the philanthropic sector. And I know during the pandemic, you've been helping people understand about charitable giving from the business sector. You are a frontline expert. What are you hearing from these business leaders on how their charitable giving might be the same or importantly, might be different because of the pandemic? Yes. So, you know, before the pandemic, we already knew that corporations had certain focus areas that they were uh, focused on. So, for example, banks might be focused on uh, financial literacy, grocery stores focused on uh, health and nutrition or alleviating hunger. What we started to see in the midst of the pandemic was really a shift towards supporting health and human services. And this is typical during any crisis. Uh, there's a focus on you know, ensuring that folks' basic needs can be met. And then the other shift and trend that we saw was focused on supporting and working with existing grantees. So really ensuring that the organizations these corporations had already invested in uh, had the support and resources that they needed to be resilient and strong during everything we've experienced over the past six to eight months. Um, we've also been seeing a trend uh, in, in corporate giving away from you know, traditional sponsorships Sure, there is still corporate philanthropy and giving towards programmatic dollars, but there's also an increasing trend towards skills-based giving. And this can be a mutually beneficial arrangement for both a nonprofit to receive some direct operational capacity from different backgrounds and different areas of expertise, but it's also really beneficial for corporate employers to be able to engage their employees in a different and more meaningful way. And then the, the other trends that we've seen right now are increased collaboration um, between corporations and the government and philanthropic sector. So for example, here in Detroit, uh, things have been moving very quickly. I think all sectors have been moving faster than, than maybe they would um, during other times uh, to really come together. And so, um, you know, back in the spring, within a matter of weeks, really, the, those different um, entities came together to provide laptops to students to support with online and remote learning. And so there's definitely, you know, this increased um, desire to, to work together and to be responsive really quickly to what the most urgent basic human needs are right now. And then the last piece I'll share is 
you know, uh, there has been a corresponding economic impact of the pandemic. And while there's, you know, we've seen things go down and then go back up, there's a lot of volatility and a lot of uncertainty. And all of that has an impact on the amount of corporate dollars available for giving. And so we are starting to see, again, a shift in corporate philanthropy towards really focusing on those, those basic health and human needs and existing relationships with grantees and a bit of restriction on the amount of, of giving dollars available. And Kyla, your thorough answer there is supported by the early data where we saw that actually the business sector was providing some of the largest dollar amounts in total uh, in the early days of the pandemic. But as you noted, specifically to those immediate need and human service types of nonprofits. And you said that the business donors who you've been listening to, who you've been hosting on behalf of nonprofits there in the Detroit area, have been saying that they were staying primarily with the nonprofits who they knew already. How did the nonprofits respond to that? Was there this kind of collective groan like, oh no, now I can't fundraise from the business sector? Or was there a reassurance that it's a good thing I was doing my work before the pandemic, that I have those relationships in place? Absolutely. I think it is uh, certainly there was already an emphasis on building those relationships with the corporate sector. So we've been hosting uh, the, this corporate social responsibility series since last year, right, since well before the pandemic. And there was already, um, you know, a, a growing desire between both the business community and the nonprofit community to build these relationships because it takes time. And so, you know, ideally you do that ahead of time so that when something like a pandemic happens, you already have those relationships in place. We know that it continues to be a struggle for smaller organizations to have access to be able to build those relationships. And that's one of the reasons and, and the mission as part of our, our conversation series to create that space for folks to connect. And you know, the other thing is what we're hearing is to really rely on board members. Um, so for nonprofits who maybe don't have existing relationships with corporations, now is the time to tap into your board and ask them to make those phone calls on your behalf. And then also to uh, look more expansively to your network um, and maybe look at who's volunteering with you or what different um, relationships others within your organization may have. And this was, uh, again, not specific to the pandemic, but something that I think um, folks can be aware of and, and fundraisers can be aware of right now is, it, it doesn't always have to be a relationship directly with the corporate social responsibility department. An employee at any level can be your, your gateway and your entry to a corporation. And oftentimes CSR departments want that information to come from their employees. They wanna hear what their employees are passionate about and who they're volunteering with. Kyla, I'm wondering if you and your colleagues have seen any distinction. Have you been hosting primarily larger corporations? Have you been including some locally owned businesses or regional businesses? Uh, and if there are some distinctions in terms of size, are you seeing any differences as they talk about corporate giving during this pandemic season? So our series has primarily hosted uh, somewhat larger corporations, though we do have a really interesting, I think, partnership going on in the small business community called Feed the Frontlines. So absolutely here locally, uh, lots of small businesses have really galvanized around supporting nonprofits uh, and, and supporting community. And I think that's somewhat embedded in our culture here in Detroit. But through this series, uh, we've hosted both regional and national organizations. We've hosted um, partners from Deloitte, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, um, and then some of our, our sort of local large players as well. So Kroger, um, our DT Energy Company. And so really, uh, you know, a range of, of regional, national, large organizations. 
And um, the remind me of the second part of your question. Is there any differences then if I'm say a, a locally owned business in Detroit compared to, you know, I have a, a regional office of a national corporation. Have you seen any differences in that regard? Sure. I think the sheer size of, of what an organization is, is able to give impacts their relationship. And so, you know, with the, with the smaller businesses, they're, you know, really donating a lot of in-kind services. Again, the Feed the Frontlines is a great example where their local restaurants and what they're able to provide is food. Whereas, you know, a lot of the larger organizations are looking at um, more uh, robust or holistic strategies in terms of, of giving um, you know, both uh, J.P. Morgan Chase has uh, donated a, a substantial um, amount into Detroit in terms of dollars, um, as well as as skills-based giving and, and, you know, some of those um, larger programs that are common to corporations. Can you please give a greater explanation of what is skills-based giving? And this, if this involves their employees, how do we do this while sheltering in place? Absolutely. Uh, and actually, that was the topic of our, our last conversation that is available to be recorded. I'm happy to share the link. Uh, so skills-based giving is where, you know, there's actually several different um, formats. So it could be, you know, a one-day engagement or more often it's sort of a, an ongoing engagement for a set period of time that's somewhat project-based. And uh, it, rather than giving money, you are giving your time and expertise. And, uh, you know, so an example of this might be um, an IT employee builds a customer relationship management database for a nonprofit, or uh, one of our partners had a new logo designed um, from a marketing employee at a corporation. And so these engagements, again, are really meaningful for uh, corporate employees. They, you know, what corporations are seeing is that their employees want to engage beyond the traditional service day model where you might go paint a school and you know also those that kind of volunteering has been really restricted with stay home orders uh, this the skills based giving that's more um, knowledge based and expertise based uh, can be done virtually and remotely and it's it's um, you know much more uh, project and deliverable driven it, it is very time intensive and so it can be challenging both for the corporation and for the nonprofit and so again we've heard some really great best practices around that in, a, in our last session and of course, we encourage fundraisers to appreciate that donation of philanthropy through that time and skill and expertise in and of itself. And also know that's a form of engagement that hopefully you're forming a long-term relationship that perhaps could result in charitable giving of dollars later on down the line. Now, Absolutely. Kyla, please. Oh, I, I would just add that, that that's exactly right. And so uh, our partners at TechTown Detroit, uh, they have a really robust um, network of professional experts who donate their time to work with small business owners. And, and just as you said, uh, they will send thank you notes from our fund development department, uh, thanking folks for their time and for giving in that way. And even, you know, putting a dollar amount to that time that is being donated. It, it is a donation. Wonderful form of engagement. Kyla, I need to ask you also, um, COAC Detroit, as I've learned about your wonderful organization, has been on the forefront of issues related with diversity, equity, and inclusion, even before the reemergence of this issue nationally uh, in the summer of 2020. Uh, as we think about corporate giving, have you heard anything from the folks who you've been hosting at your conversations uh, in that context? Is their corporate giving changing? What do nonprofit fundraisers need to know based on what you're hearing? Absolutely, and, and thanks for bringing that up. 
So, you know, I think we saw across the board uh, several months ago with the, you know, heightening um, awareness of racial, racial injustice in this country. We saw many of the corporations coming out with statements, uh, varying levels of commitment to anti-racism. And more recently, we've seen a lot of corporations actually make announcements on uh, putting that into practice and, and some more specifics around what that looks like. So, uh, TCF, uh, one of the largest banks here in, in Detroit and in Michigan, recently announced their billion-dollar commitment to um, lending to minority-owned small businesses. Bank of America announced their million-dollar economic opportunity uh, programming. And most recently, J.P. Morgan announced their $30 billion commitment to racial equity. And uh, where we're starting to see those, those commitments show up is in affordable housing and entrepreneurship and small business practices. So I would say from a fundraising perspective, if your organization, uh, if your organization's mission aligns with, with some of those activities or if you're working on community development, housing development, um, that seems to be where some of, the, some of the corporate philanthropy is starting to focus. And then the other thing we're hearing from the corporate sector is actually a lot of internal work. Um, so a lot of organizations are starting to look internally in the early stages, they were looking to employee resource groups and diversity and inclusion committees to hear about what actions and steps they should take. Uh, different companies are working on internal metrics for, um, for hiring and for employee retention and growth opportunities. Also globally, um, Accenture, you know, one of the largest uh, accounting firms um, is, is undergoing unconscious bias training and actually launched launched a conversation series to create safe space for employees around the world to have conversations on race. And then the other um, trend that we're seeing right now in the corporate space is, again, focusing internally on, on uh, supplier diversity. And so looking at how companies can increase their spend with minority and women-owned small businesses. And this is also a role where uh, nonprofit organizations and, and fundraisers may be able to find a space to create partnerships and again, I go back to the series that we launched, which is really about helping corporations talk about these initiatives, uh, things that they may be working on internally, but uh, sharing how they're thinking about showing up, how they're thinking of being responsible corporate citizens with the nonprofit sector, so that nonprofits and fundraisers can understand and position themselves as, as thought partners and leaders on that journey with corporations. Kyla, there's so much good guidance there in your response. And, you know, thinking certainly we need diversity on our boards of directors, of our nonprofit organizations, of our staff, uh, uh, in our donor databases, and yes, in our, amongst our vendors as well. And that's something we need to be very intentional about. Now, charitable giving from the business sector is a specific module in so many of our courses at the fundraising school. We have 20 public courses. Uh, some of them are back in person, uh, if uh, that is your preference, and all of them are available online. We currently have a crisis response scholarship that allows you to attend our courses for a 50% discount. Now, we can also do custom training. We can bring training right to your nonprofit, your region, your association. We have these free podcasts. We also have quarterly webinars and monthly conversations that we call Fridays with the Fundraising School. All this information is available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the Fundraising School. Kyla Carlson is the Director of Programs for COAC Detroit. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.